in-office studios of his eye care practices in Nashville, Tennessee. It's As I See It with Dr. Jeff Kegaris, your source for eye care education and receiving the type of patient relationship you deserve. It is time for a patient revolution. And now, your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. Welcome to As I See It. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris, coming to you live from Cool Springs Eye Care in Franklin, Tennessee. Today, I'm really excited to have one of my favorite people and co-workers with me. Katie Johnson is the longest tenured staff member at our offices, and for good reason. First, she's had experience in the front office and in the clinical lanes, having managed both areas. Second, she's dedicated to building up great people and building great systems to deliver the great care we do to patients. Third, she's always pushing herself to learn more and, in fact, pursued extra credentialing as an optician by becoming board certified. She's an all-around knowledgeable great person and has been my right hand through many phases of our practice growth. She's now our Cool Springs office manager, but also our administrator, having oversight over each office, both in Cool Springs and in Donaldson. When you see great businesses and look at leadership, there's usually a talented implementer and operations expert that make sure the pieces, both the new ones and the existing, all fit together. And for me and Dr. Susan, that person is Katie. So, Katie, welcome to As I See It. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for your kind words. Well, you deserve every bit of it and more. So, uh, let's start with a few little basics and a little bit about you. Did you grow up in Nashville? I did grow up in Nashville. I was born in a very small town called Carlisle, Kentucky, but we moved here when I was four years old. So Nashville's really all I know. I still consider myself to be a unicorn of Nashville because of that. Um, but I have lived in this city for all of those years and I couldn't imagine calling anything else home. And what was your first job in eye care? I started in the big box store. Um, mm-hmm. I moved from being a hostess at another restaurant and just kind of looking for something more stable and more something I could call a career. So I found a big box store that let me in and I started on the optical side. That's where I started learning about the glasses and they had an opening over on the doctor side. So I started working over there as well. And that's kind of where I found my passion in the clinic side and the medical side. And that was about, I think, 14 years ago, a day that will live in infamy when when you joined us. How did Refresh me again. How did you find us or we find you? uh, And what made you say, okay, I'm ready for the next challenge, leaving, say, a LensCrafters location? Yeah. So I just kind of got tired of working seven full days a week between the doctor's office and the optical side. And so, again, I started looking for something that I could have more of a personal and family life as well. The manager at that store thought um, or knew someone at a an ophthalmology office here in Nashville and she knew that you had an opening so it was just kind of a blind transfer of care for me. Um, I sent over my resume and I had my interview a couple days later. And here we are. And here we are. Yes, it was definitely as soon as I had the interview, I definitely felt like this was more of a home feel. It was, I could tell that there wasn't the in and out of, we just want to see you for your exam. We don't want to follow up. So that was a big plus for me. Well, you've really added to that over the years too. So we, we tend to find that people that want that environment as a team member can deliver that type of care yes. and ongoing generative relationship to our, to our patients also. Um, so I hear from many of the other team leaders frequently, and I know you'll be a little embarrassed by this, but proud also, 
that, um, do you know, um, when we talk about short-term goals or long-term aspirations, sometimes the long-term aspirations of some of our team members are, I want to be Katie someday, or I want to be like Katie someday. And that's a real pat on the back to you for doing a great job and inspiring other people to grow in an organization managerially. What is it that you like about administration? I love that I can kind of put myself where I need to be on that day. I love the interaction with the personnel and dealing with people and putting and putting myself where they are in that day. Um, so I love kind of that quote unquote HR side of it. You know, how are you doing today? What can we do to make it a better day? How can we see our patients in a better way? But I love that I can kind of move myself around and say, well, today is a day that I can catch up. Maybe we're fully staffed. Maybe um, a doctor is out that day. So I'm not needed as much in one area. I can kind of catch up on my admin tasks. I can have more one-on-one conversations with the staff. But on other days, I love, um, I love that I have the option to put myself back into clinic and work up and scribe with the doctors. Or I love numbers, so I love to sit at checkout and help patients understand their insurance bills and those sorts of things or wherever I'm needed in that sense. So that's kind of the joy that I find in my job of who needs me today and where can I be to make it easier for them. I think that that was a, is really played out more recently because you were my chairside assistant on a Saturday morning. (laughs) And I don't know when the last time you did that was, and you and I hadn't worked together in that capacity for a while, but man, it was like nothing had ever changed. You just, it was just great. And I think that's such a great example for the rest of the staff too, when they see their leader is able to jump right in and uh, fulfill a role. And you can do that in so many areas, which is, you know, it doesn't mean it's a have to do, but man, it sure is nice. I hope so. I've definitely had a lot of bosses or managers in the years where They like to talk the talk, but they don't really love to walk the walk. And so it's hard to work for that type of person where they want you to go, 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 but they're not willing to go with you. And um, they just point a direction and tell you to move that way. But I need someone to lead me that way. So I try my best to be that for the staff that we have here of what would I want if I was them? Um, and if they can see me jumping in in other areas when I ask them, hey, we're shorthanded in this area. Can you grab that phone that's ringing? I hope that they say, I know that that's something she would do as well. So I'm able and willing to do it also. Yeah, historically, we've described it as a working office management right. role. So people that might apply at some point that we're just going to sit back in an office and right. evaluate reports. Uh, there may be some, there's some benefit to that, no doubt, mm-hmm. but um, we wanted more involvement, immersion. And now that's becoming tougher and tougher as we grow because right. there are more, many more people that you're overseeing. What would you tell somebody who's currently in a role mm-hmm. in, a, in a medical office that is moving from a technical or a specific role into a management role? How, how are those different from doing the work versus overseeing people doing the work? I think the biggest thing that was a shell shock for me when I first started um, taking the leadership role is just how much people need to be heard and people need to be able to be told something in a different way. Not everyone learns the same way. Not everyone works in the same way. But that doesn't mean you can't have the same expectations for everyone, which is treat patients um, kindly, do your job, um, go above and beyond when able. Um, But being able to meet them where they are of you may not want, you know, you may need to hear it in a kinder way. Some people are like, don't baby me, you know, just tell me exactly what you need and what you, when you need it. And that's how I prefer um, being able to, that's helpful for me to know because I appreciate when people tell me, I don't like to be talked to that way. I don't, I just need you to be direct with me or, Hey, when you're direct with me, I 
take that personally. And so um, that demotivates me. Well, I don't want to demotivate someone. So being, I, I think that's hard for a lot of people to understand um, and be empathetic for sometimes when they're moving into that leadership role. They feel like a lot of people that move into leadership roles are those doers. That's why they want to do it. And so they think that everyone should be a doer. Um, and I think generally most people are doers, but how they become a doer, how you make them be a better um, employee, that's the difference. You have to meet them where they are. And it, and it really moves from uh, what I need to get done versus what we, we need, need to get yes. done. And that's, that's hard at first, don't you think, for yes. everybody? Because you're used to... I can just get this done faster myself. And so you have to kind of sometimes take a step back. Sometimes you just have to right. do it that way, but sometimes take a step back and say, okay, where are we going to be in two months and three right. months? I've got to help this person learn this because I can't always do this for them. And so, yes. uh, you know, stressing that team goal is a different management uh, skill mm -hmm. that has to be learned. Yes, so, especially when you, I think, when you move from a department, especially in a larger office like we have here, when I moved from clinic into that office manager role, my brain was so, what does the clinic need? Well, that's not always the same thing as what the front office needs or what is optical need or insurance. Um, so being able to not baby your old team and treat everyone fairly to grow the entire office to make the entire office um, a fair workable place that's can be hard sometimes but just kind of moving away from I only knew clinic and now I have to learn these other areas so that they feel connected to me um, we I've had again other managers in the past where they kind of stay in their area and so it kind of demotivates those other areas so if I'm coming from clinic, but I'm not immersing myself in front office. The front office employees aren't going to want to come to me and ask me questions. Um, so really just finding a way. You don't have to be an expert in every area as the office manager, but you definitely have to know some things and be willing to ask the questions for your staff. Yeah, you um, you have to kind of overcome some in insecurity, mm -hmm. right? Because you can't be the, the expert in every area and you're going to have some expertise coming right. from whatever area you came from, whether it's clinic or marketing or front office or insurance or optical, et cetera. But then you're not going to be an expert in another area. So you have to start to depend on your people more. Was right. that, you've shown a lot of humility in being able to say, Hey, I don't know my job better than you, but I need to oversee you oversee your job. Right. Um, has that, uh, has that always been a struggle or was that, uh, is it easier now? Do you think than it was before? I think it's easier now because my, task of duties has grown so much so in a good way but it's hard to always say i'm going to do everything by myself when your responsibilities start to grow so you do have to definitely be humble and say you know you're the insurance specialist i'm going to ask you this question and it's okay that i don't know the answer and i want to grow from it and i know that just asking this one question doesn't mean i'm going to now know everything about insurance but it's going to help me grow. It's going to, I think, sometimes help them feel better about um, my manager is asking questions. Um, they know that I'm smarter than them in this area, and that's okay. Um, so, yes, you definitely have to. It's not always been easy for me. I've definitely been the person that I just want to do it all, and I want to prove myself, and I don't want to show weakness to my leaders to my leaders or to the people that I'm leading by asking questions um, but I think that hurt me sometimes and over the years I've just started realizing it's okay not to know everything about everything no one does so just kind of 
be the best where you can be the best and ask for help from the best when you don't know. I think that that's a uh, level of trust that you and I have mm-hmm. have had to establish together, right? So yes. that it's okay for you to go, I really don't know. I'll find out or I need to trust somebody else for this. I can't know everything. Yes. Uh, and, and that I'm not going to you know fly off the handle, throw a shoe, right. shoe at you or something. And, and But similarly, you face that with some of your people too. Right. How do you hold them to an expectation of something they should know versus something that you say, okay, that's reasonable, but I need to still find out the answer. Right. right? So. Yes. I've definitely appreciated that over the years working with you and Dr. Susan, I, you guys have been okay with me not knowing. So, and being gracious with, well, just, you know, that's okay. Find out the answer by the next meeting and we'll talk about it. Those sorts of things. That's kind of helped me learn that it's okay not to know everything in that moment. Yeah, we're we're still waiting for you to know something. Katie, something. But I, I'm, you know, we're I'm very trying. patient. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So personnel probably takes up most of your time. Yes. Would you agree as a as a manager? How do you balance the amount of needs that other people have for you, as well as taking care of the things you need to get done? Is that a hard balance? Do you have to draw some lines somewhere? It can be a hard balance. Um, I draw. I try to always have the staff and the patients come first and because paperwork can always wait. Um, and again, I work with you guys who are gracious enough to know that if I'm a day behind in my reports, there's a reason why. Um, and it's usually always patient or staff related. So personnel definitely is a large chunk of my time. Um, I'm proud of that being a large chunk of my time because again, that make I know that the staff knows that I'm there for them and they know that I'm willing to talk to them when they need to. If they have a question, they know they can come to me. Um, But it's definitely, it can be a lot and um, I love it, but it's definitely sometimes where I'm mentally exhausted by the end of the day. (laughs) Understandable. And I think that that middle management role is the toughest. And I will, I will even say um, I may not be the easiest person. I'm not going to throw shoes at you, but I kind of have an awful lot of things that I do expect and that Susan and I do want uh, need mm-hmm. that maybe more than the typical person. Oh, I'm interested in finding out this. Can you look at this? Can you search that? And uh, you do a good job of that and being able to balance. Okay, well, w- which of these is the highest priority right now? Right. I'm going to try to get them all done, but which, and, and I need that feedback because if I don't hear that, uh, that demand will be insatiable. Right. I'll, I'll keep going. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, if you're just joining me, uh, Katie Johnson is the administrator at Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. She's responsible for the the training of, the hiring of, the perpetuating of our systems and our staff and the way that they treat our patients. And she just does a tremendous job. And when we come back after a break, I want to talk a little bit more about moving into a management role because many people of our patients out there have businesses that they run. They may be moving yourself into one of these roles. You may be interested in talking to Katie sometime about her mentoring or helping you in one of these roles. So I want to talk about management a little bit of a medical office, but also about competitive cheerleading because that's where the rubber hits the road, right? Yes. (laughs) So we'll be right back in a moment. You're on As I See It. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Jeff Kegaris with Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. We've proudly served the Middle Tennessee community for the last 26 years, and I want you to know we really appreciate you. Having an annual comprehensive eye health and vision exam is so important to the health of your eyes. From signs of diabetes, glaucoma, and cataracts, we're looking for it all. Don't let another day go by. Schedule your annual eye health and vision exam at Cool Springs or Donaldson Eye Care. 
All right. If you're just joining me again, we're talking with Katie Johnson, who's the office manager at Cool Springs Eye Care and the administrator over both offices, Cool Springs Eye Care and Donaldson Eye Care. Katie joined us 14 years ago or so, maybe longer now. And uh, her first job was in our front office. So, uh, Katie, what did you notice or what have you noticed is different in the way that we approach care in our office versus maybe a larger commercial box store? The biggest best thing that I have noticed that we are we set our side or we set ourselves aside by doing whatever we need for our patients. We are totally focused on making sure that the patients are being taken care of medically or being taken care of um, vision wise. Are we getting them the best contacts, the glasses? We want to follow up with them. We want to see their families. This isn't something like we just want to see you for the day and then we're okay with another new patient tomorrow. We love our new patients as well, but we love to take that time with our patients and get to know them and ask them those personal questions to really build a bond with them so that they want to come back every year. And building that is uh, we're loyal to them. We want them to be loyal to us. Uh, How have you seen patient needs or wants maybe change over the years? I think especially um, this year, I've seen a big change. I've seen one of the biggest, weirdest changes, you know, over my 14, 15 years. Um, I think overall patients want to be or want to go somewhere that they trust and where they don't feel like they're being upselled, upsold. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but they're hearing what they need to get those sorts of things. Um, This year has been, of course, completely different in that a lot of patients aren't feeling super comfortable coming out and seeing us, even though maybe they need to, maybe not just for their annual exam, but they have an eye problem and those sorts of things. So they know our patients still know that we can still meet them where they are. I had a patient call the other day and say, you know, I'm still a little nervous about coming out. I haven't gotten my glasses yet. I did see you guys for an exam, but I didn't want to wait in the optical. Um, so I just went ahead and left, but my benefits run out at the end of the year. So what am I supposed to do? Um, so giving, being able to give her the options of if you want to stay in your car and we can bring you five or six frames, you tell the optician what you're looking for. They're doing a fantastic job at hearing you and selecting kind of what you need they can hand you those Um, you can try them on in the car and then they only need to get somewhat close to you for about 10 seconds to take a really quick measurement and then they're out of the way Um, and in her mind she thought oh I thought this was going to be such a different experience I didn't think that a, that was even an option, but I didn't know that they didn't have to be that close to me for a very long time. So just hearing that from someone and us going out of our way to say, wherever you need us to meet you, um, if you're okay with coming in, but you don't want to come in in a busier time, we'll have you come in at the first patient of the morning or maybe the last patient of the afternoon. Um, or with this particular patient, if you want to wait in your car, that's okay too. Just call us, tell us what car you're in. We'll meet you out there. Um, so those different expectations, doing the same thing for patients with red eyes, going out to their cars and seeing them out there if, if able, or telemed has been a big thing this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to just do a quick Zoom call with them, treating them that way, sending over their prescriptions, and then just following up with a telephone call has been a fantastic thing that we've been able to offer our patients, especially in the months where in the beginning of this pandemic, when there wasn't, there was 
even more of a scare of coming out. And I think a lot of patients are feeling a little more comfortable about coming out into the public, but they're not, they still don't want to spend an extended amount of time. So still being able to give them those other options um, and not making them feel bad about it because, you know, each individual person has their own responsibilities in their home life. And if you don't want to come out, that's okay. We're going to meet you and do what we can for yeah, you. Yeah, I think that's critical to be flexible that's right. to adjust to, to the patient needs rather than saying, sorry, this is the one way we do it and right. you got to fit into our system, yes. right? Now, we have to have systems that makes right. for consistent care, but I like the way that that you're trying to find a way and demonstrate that to the other staff members to let's make some adjustment. Let's make it easy for them and we can do this. And and that creates a sense of creativity on the part of each of the, of the team members Mm -hmm. also. Now as, as great a job as you do as administrator and um, us working together, you have a much more important role and that Mm -hmm. is as a mother. Yes. And right now as a, as a mother of a competitive cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Can, that is right. Can you tell me about that and how that's going? How do you keep the balance? Uh, because that's such an important thing in life. That is. Um, I have two beautiful little girls, 13 and almost 10. Uh, my 13-year-old has been in competitive cheer for, this is the fourth year now, and super proud of her. She does a fantastic job, but it is definitely something that if you would have told me five years ago, this is where I would be, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, It's a commitment and it's something that when I see her out there, it makes it worth it for me. So being able to my job here is demanding and it's um, demanding in the sense of I need to be available for staff, for patients, um, for my leadership, you guys. Um, but I also have to be there for my kids. So being able to find times where I'm going to come in early and stay late on this day and be able to do different things. But on this day, I'm going to leave a few hours early so that I can take her to this cheer, you know, or um, this practice, those sorts of things. Just being able to find pockets of time for both work and for home um, is definitely, you have to be able to do that. I have to make sure that not only you guys are happy, but that my kids aren't at home thinking, you know, where's mom? Um, but it's definitely worth it. Cheer for her. I've seen her grow just as a person with that and the teamwork and um, building relationships and physical strength mm-hmm. and it's definitely exciting to see her out there. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great thing and yes. a very busy thing, very exciting. Has yes. to change a little bit because of COVID, also, right? It has. Um, we were supposed to have a cheer competition this weekend, actually, and it, unfortunately, it got canceled last minute. But we have another one coming up in about a month, and I think we have a virtual one coming up. So that one is still. Um, pretty fun and being able to again just see them put on their outfits and or their um, uniforms and getting out there on the floor and supporting each other it's yes the the change hasn't been the most fun but just still seeing her out there on the floor with her friends is great so let's let's be honest it's just between you and me Mm -hmm. (laughs) so is it more difficult putting up with cheerleader moms and the estrogen filled room of teenage girls or overseeing our staff sometimes you know, it's a toss up every other day. It's kind of, you know, it goes back and forth, but I don't know if I can, I don't know who's going to listen to this. I don't know if I can answer that. You're going to have some of the staff members that That's right. answer to now. So on lesson 51 in our book, we talk about doing a fire up 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, all yes. that. Maybe you could, you could add new fire ups from the cheerleading competition. I will think? definitely start taking some notes, get uh-huh. Addison's um, practice on there, get her to help me out and we can do that. So, Katie, back to management. We talk about STOMP, um, strategic, operational, marketing, personnel, finance, and managing medical, optometry, or any other business as 
can you uh, can you address a little bit about some of your responsibilities and maybe a few of those stomp areas? Yeah, definitely. Um, the operations is kind of where. I spend the most of my time. Um, my role is to make sure operationally are we moving and doing what we're supposed to be doing at all of our locations? Are we doing the same types of things? So at our Donaldson office, it's a little smaller than our Cool Springs office. So every single operation that we do here at Cool Springs, we maybe not be able to completely mirror at our Donaldson office, but we want it to be really similar because we want to be able to have our staff kind of flow back and between or back and forth between the two offices. So that, you know, it's not like, oh, this is an entirely new office or um, if we're going to start new paperwork, how are we putting that into the flow to make sure that our front office, you know, once we add this one or two things, it's it's easy to think, oh, that shouldn't be hard. It's just one more piece of paperwork and not realizing, oh, but we've already given them these other five or six tasks. So just operationally, does that can still flow? Um, personnel, again, with the hiring and um, the training and those sorts of things, um, that's definitely a big part of my job. The um, marketing, I don't, I kind of help out with that. Mm-hmm. I don't, that is definitely not my forte, but I am always happy to kind of edit things and help where I can with that. Um, finances, definitely just looking through it and making sure that our numbers are still looking good. Are we growing like we're supposed to? If we're not growing, kind of trying to find that trend of where are we not growing at anymore? Is it our clinic? Is it our optical? Is it um, contact lenses? What, you know, areas do we need to focus on so that we can continue? to grow as a business so it's definitely a well-rounded position and we try to yeah we try to grow our managers as generals or generalists right with some expertise in a lot of areas and obviously deep expertise in some areas like that so that's that's kind of the goal what what have you dug into do you feel like in the last five ten years and really learned more and what areas would you like to expand in and learn more I think something that I would love to still continue to grow and learn in is even more of insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to be able to help patients out with their insurance, but there are still things about insurance that blows my mind when I learn about it. So um, still definitely learning every day on claims and benefits and prior authorizations and all that good stuff to be able to make sure that our patients are getting the best knowledge that they can from us. Um, Something that I have really dived into, I think, is definitely the optical side. Um, I have, that's again where I started, but it wasn't necessarily a passion of mine when I started there. Um, When I found the medical, clinical side, that's where I found this is where my heart is. So being able to dive into, though, the optical side and still learn about frames and all the sorts of lenses. And again, that's where insurance kind of goes into it. Learning the insurance on the optical side is it's an, an entire other world mm-hmm. out there. Um, so just diving into that and learning it. But clinic is where I think I've thrived in and I've really dived into. and Yeah, I think in, in the last couple of years learning some of the surgical aspects as we've had a surgeon on on board and our staff we do cataract surgery and lasik surgery and lasers in the office all of that is another uh another uh, one of the array of services that Mm -hmm. we provide getting into traumatic brain injury our sports vision our vision therapy our myopia or nearsighted control our dry eyes we've got a a lot of areas that we can really (laughs) help people and you're overseeing all of those both from an operational financial clinical standpoint 
So, and working really, really closely with me and Dr. Jacobs yes. in those. So um, the first thing I wanted, or not first thing, but I guess mm-hmm. the one thing I want to make sure that I, that I stress during, during this is I really want to publicly thank you. Because when you aspire to build something unique and better, there are challenging times, there are fun times, there are frustrating times. And you've been there for me through all of those. Uh, sometimes when I'm uh, raising my hands up in the air and other times when I'm celebrating and raising my hands up in the air. And, and, and I need both. Uh, your, your contributions and your thumbprint are, uh, are placed upon this whole organization. And it's really been a, a pleasure um, not that I'm retiring and right. not that you're retiring, <laughs> no. but it's been a pleasure so far in just working with you and seeing you grow and having you help us grow the type of organization we have wanted to build. So I want to thank you for holding all the pieces together, providing sage wisdom and advice for many of the decisions that um, that you and I discuss and that we consider. Uh, I really value your friendship. I value your expertise. And I thank you for all your contributions to the patients that we see in Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. Well, I really appreciate that. And I Definitely want to echo that back between um, you and Dr. Susan. I have had, I can't imagine working somewhere else. um, And I don't ever want to, I hope I never have to imagine working somewhere else where I have just always felt the growth potential here. And you guys have always had my back and you've pushed me to be, you know, on days where I didn't want to be pushed. um, And I thought this doesn't seem fair. Um, Looking back at it, it was always to my benefit. And I know that not a lot of places will do that. And so I'm very thankful for you and Susan being in my life. We always like to kid that we like to be that first grade teacher that right. you weren't sure you liked at the time, but you look back and you go, man, That's that right. person had my best interest in mind. So That's right. if you're out there and you're interested in working in a healthcare office like this, working for somebody who wants to see you grow like Katie Johnson, uh, then don't hesitate. Send us an application at Cool Springs Eye Care or Donaldson Eye Care, whether it's in the front office, the insurance, the clinical office. We have a great time here. We want to know what people's goals are, what their long-term aspirations are. And it's Katie Johnson that works with our team and our training director and culture director, Paige Pantall, to make those type of things happen. I can tell you, working for Katie, as I do, <laughs> it is, is a great thing. So thanks again, Katie. I really appreciate your time today. We genuinely appreciate all of all that you do in providing care, overseeing our staff and our processes to provide our patients with more than good eye care, a great healthcare experience. Thank you so much for having me.